carbon program is for free for farmers. In that way, we remove the entry barrier. Farmers don't need to pay for the software. But secondly, the revenue per customer is four to six times higher than it was for the software. Bonjour, bonjour, and welcome to Mission First, the podcast to learn from successful entrepreneurs changing the world for the better. In today's mini-series, my guest is Robin Saldwax, CEO of eAgronome, the company fighting climate change by supporting sustainable farming. If you want to learn more about carbon credits and how it's different from carbon offsetting, stick with me for this part of the episode as Robin explains the new business model he has introduced to the farming industry in Estonia. So that brings me to the second question you've sent me some advice about. When it comes to how to offer a new, you know, attractive business model to the farming industry, because now you take your personal problems, you develop that tool for your father, your farm, and then other farmers got interested. But then you told me you also faced two challenges at the time. So what were these challenges and how did you manage to successfully develop a new attractive business model for that farming industry? Yeah, absolutely. Well, when you take this approach of solving some uh, problem for for you and, and uh, for yourself and then assuming that others have similar problems and you see that they really have, that doesn't necessarily mean that your first business model is the correct one. We saw two big challenges. One was that uh, it's quite difficult to get farmers to to pay for any any kind of software. They're not used to, used to it. Excel is for free, and uh, well, many of them were not using softwares at all. So uh, basically, it it was possible to convince them, but it required door-to-door sales, and basically the revenue that we got uh, per farmer was not that high. So the unique economics were really on the edge. It was quite difficult to scale it quickly. It was okay, but uh, it was difficult still to scale it super rapidly. And then with Carbon Program, the good thing was that we don't need to ask farmers to pay us anything anymore, but we can bring them the value and we can take cut from the value that we bring. So uh, Carbon Program is for free for farmers. They join the Carbon Program and we take our cut a certain percentage of the credits to us annually that farmers are creating. And in that way, uh, first of all, we remove the entry barrier. So uh, farmers don't need to pay for the software. But secondly, the revenue per customer is four to six times higher than it was for the software. And well, that's why when we when we started to look for a way to move beyond software or to leverage the software that we have, but find different kind of business model, then the carbon credit business was the one we chose. And obviously it, it was really close to our heart as well, because now the main KPI in the company is how much, uh, how, how much carbon have we sequestered in the soil. And because it's, uh, as I said, we get, we get to turn those into credits and we get certain percentage to ourselves. It's uh, really connected to our financial metrics as well. What was the trigger to switch to this carbon credit and develop this carbon program because you started eAgronom in 2016 so you went through the different steps you described now were you already knowledgeable into carbon credits were you already looking at it and then it came like a natural step or how did you get informed about that how did you come up with that idea that okay now you know that's a great way to move forward in 2016 we knew that we had to and we wanted to go beyond software or do monetize the data somehow better. 
either by building it into a marketplace as well, uh, like to bring inputs or to trade grain, uh, but somehow to, to basically go beyond the software only. That's what we understood uh, at that time. Secondly, we, we understood that soil is very important. And thirdly, we thought that there might be in the future some kind of carbon uh, program kind of uh, thing, but it, it wasn't really on the horizon because the price for credit was too low uh, for unit economics to really, for farmers and for us to play up. Stroll forward uh, to 2020 and the company actually has been growing quite well. So we have been growing uh, our revenues two times a year and, and that's, that's fine. It's not like a uh, disaster, but uh, we still wanted to go a step further. So then we were in 2020 and that was a point when we thought, okay, now we have to do the step forward. So what will be the next thing beyond, um, beyond software only? And uh, several things happened at the same time. One, we, uh, we saw that in United States, there was a company called Indigo Ag starting a kind of a similar kind of carbon program. Okay, there are some guys doing uh, this, not in Europe, but they are, there are some guys doing it. In the same vertical? In, in the farm industry? In, in farming industry, but, but in North America. Then secondly, Iagnon is part of a, something that we call Green Tiger in Estonia. So it's a, a group of companies that are helping to move Estonian economy uh, to become greener and more sustainable. Like Iagnon is uh, probably the smallest company over there. Other companies are like big banks and uh, and uh, the gas station companies and etc. And there are some companies started saying that hey, they would be they're looking for carbon credits and uh, to, to offset their emissions, and they have promised to their customers that they are going to be carbon neutral and etc. And then the third thing, okay, that got got us quite interested. We started looking into the prices and saw that uh, the prices are high enough that it could be already profitable for farmers as well. And we started researching it and really preparing for it. And then one guy also joined us who was working in one big uh, agrochemical company, head of the sustainability department over there. And he was looking exactly for a project like this to do. And he approached us and we, we had same thoughts and then that kind of accelerated things as well. So all of those things came together at the end, like, uh, well, quite quickly with half a year, it was clear for us that uh, this is the focus and this is the way to uh, monetize the software much better compared to uh, just asking farmers to pay for it. And at the same time, we bring more value to farmers uh, and uh, we are getting more value to ourselves as well. So timing and also being aware and looking around what the competition was doing. Yeah. You developed this new attractive business model to the farming industry. And now if you want to talk about how to bring the carbon credits in the agriculture sector, you told me that there are lots of small details that have to come together. Can you explain me a bit more about this? Yeah, absolutely. A few things over, over there. First of all, we are dealing with nature and nature is super, super complex and uh, soil especially. It's much easier to understand how much carbon there is in the tree than to understand how much carbon it is in the soil. So the nature that we're working with is super complex. That's one thing. Secondly, 
uh, soil carbon programs are relatively new, and especially in Europe, and uh, but but also also elsewhere, so new industry that the, the industry itself is developing. And thirdly, in European Union, the legislative system is also uh, just emerging. It's really good that it is. It will uh, help to avoid greenwashing, but it's not clear exactly how how it will turn out. So we have a super complex system that is just developing. And then we have the legislative system that is also just developing. And there are so many uh, small pieces, small details that we have to consider to, to make sure that we are not doing greenwashing. And then on the other side, we have farmers for whom it should be very simple uh, and easy to join the program, uh, to understand what it is all about, to generate those credits, so they should be able only to focus on the practice chains and not to worry about anything else. So we have this kind of a trade-off where we don't want to trade off actually. From one side, uh, following all the rules and details and etc. to really make those credits real and uh, to make sure that we are not doing greenwashing. And then on the other hand, to, to make it simple for farmer so they can, uh, they, it will be attractive for them and uh, they understand this and they want to uh, join us rapidly and in scale. Now, well, basically a few things that, uh, that, that we have learned on this process. First of all, obviously we don't know how it will all end up, but what is our approach? First of all, on the credit and certification side, we are dating the highest possible standard, considering that it will later, it will be later to easier to lower our standards than to increase. So we understand that we have to predict the market. We have to predict what the regulations are going to be and et cetera. And uh, because otherwise, like if you would go to farmers right now and say that uh, it might be this or it might be that, then it will be too confusing. We have to be clear to farmers. So we have to predict the market. And over there, we are choosing to follow the highest possible standards. And then on the other hand, we have to bring this clarity to our people as well. And we have built something that we call carbon pipeline. So this is the internal source of truth uh, about everything what's going on in the carb in, in our carbon program. And if there is something missing from there, then people can ask and we will write it over there so that, well, we have 70 plus people working in the company so that any one of them, if needed and if relevant, can open this and check, check the answer. What's the current state? What's the current point of view? To, to bring the clarity because uh, Farmers, sales guys, developers, they all need the certainty, even though uh, on the leadership level, we know that some things may uh, change in the future. So is that a centralized FAQ for all the different stakeholders of your company that you keep on filling in with all the inputs you have? Yeah, exactly, exactly. If you are busy and might not have the time to listen to all episodes of this podcast, just a little tip. Sign up for my newsletter on gtimpact.com. You will receive the summary of advice from each episode and you will get personal recommendations on which episode you should focus on depending on your current challenges, your industry and your startup stage. Have a nice day.